You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, it is Wednesday evening time for some American Winer. My name is Alex. Thanks so much for joining us. My guest tonight in studio, first in studio guest I've had in like well, over a month. I can't remember the last time somebody I was talking to somebody face to face, so this is nice. Uh, Robin Wright, my friend from Arizona. We go back to 2010, the Whiskey Pilots days. Uh, that's when I met you. You're part of that group. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, come a little closer and talk oh. into the, yeah, there you go. Okay. Perfect. Right Sorry, there. Sorry, this is weird for me. Yeah, you're new. Uh, you told me how nervous you are. This is going to go by very yeah. quick. So. Okay, cool. Public speaking's not my thing usually. Well, so. there's. Uh, just, but this just, sounded like fun. So. Yeah, it, it so. is. And, and keep in mind, nobody listens live. So this people won't be hearing this until after it's already recorded and on the record. Okay. Um, we, this is actually kind of nice because we didn't really catch up. You you walked in, you got a beer, you you know we 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 exchanged pleasantries. But I haven't really asked you like how your trip's been or anything. So I'll start off by asking you uh, like how have you been first of all? Because <laughs> I haven't seen you I think since 2017 was the last time I saw you. I think you've been in town uh, in between now and then. Uh, well, I moved away in 2013. So. Right, right. Oh yeah, but we saw, saw quotes. Yeah, Stone Age, yeah. Yeah, um, I've been doing really good. I've just been working a ton. So, I mean, just living. Living the dream. Living the life. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. And you're a cosmetologist. That's yep. your, like, official title, right? Yep. And so we'll talk about that. But so how was your how was your flight? And you, you're visiting for the fourth, uh, right? That's the. Well, actually, I, I'm coming out here for, um, I went to a baby shower on Sunday. Oh. So the flight, actually, it wasn't too great. Uh, I took a red eye because I had to work on Saturday. And my flight was supposed to leave at 11. But we all boarded the plane and there was an electrical issue. So somebody oh. was trying to fix it for an hour. So we were all sitting on the plane for an hour. And they made us get off the plane, go to a different plane. So I didn't leave till like 1.30 in the morning so bummer and that's that's yeah. got to be i mean i've flown to california and that's four hours that's so got to be at least like three and a half hours just three and a half hours okay. yeah it's longer going back uh yeah because of the jet stream you're mm-hmm. flying against the jet stream mm-hmm. see yeah i know something yeah. about about aviation um, so, i mean it was okay i mean i'm really thankful that i can fly here and get here really quickly but i don't like actually being on the plane and flying yeah, I, I hate flying myself. I know, I hate, I hate um, being so negative about it, but it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The seats are miserable. And there was a screaming, crying, miserable young little girl in front of me, just oh, kicking, man. throwing her shoes everywhere. And everybody was just like, oh, my God, it's like 5 in the morning. <laughs> and we just had to deal with this electrical issue. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you're thinking, sure. like, am I going to be the one, you know, that plane was fucked up. Am I going to be the one statistic, you know, blah, 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 blah. When I, when I don't fly, I've flown maybe like a handful of times in my life. The last time I did it was in 2018, last year, to go see my brother. And it was the four-hour flight to California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just watched movies the whole time because, like, I cannot expand my awareness into thinking, like, you're 13,000 feet in the air. Like, I have to, okay. I have to center myself. Uh, if I think about it too much, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm scared to fly over the ocean, and I'm supposed to go to a wedding in Hawaii next year, so mm-hmm. I'm really nervous about that. Oh, man. Just being over the ocean for, like, six hours, that's really freaking me out. Yeah, like flying to Australia or, New- or like, another oh continent gosh. or something. Which I don't I really want to do, but, like, that itself and then sitting on that plane. Like, I'd have to get first-class seats. I don't know how Yeah, I'm yeah, be being crammed in the coach for 12 hours just wouldn't – or, like, I mm-hmm. I would take a freaking boat. Like, I wouldn't mind – I wouldn't mind that experience cool. anyway, you know? At least yeah. you're – you're tethered to gravity that way. I'd be down for that, but that sounds like something I'm going to do when like I have time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because that's a that you that know? transforms a 12 hour journey into like a week journey. So yeah, it does, which sounds wonderful. But, but yeah, so the flight was okay. Um, then I had to. I think I got to my mom's at like nine, and my friend's baby shower was at eleven. So I was like, I guess I'm not sleeping. And got ready, saw my friend Megan. She looked beautiful. Um, I went to beauty school with her. Mm. So there were a couple other girls from beauty school that were there. And she had a wonderful shower. The weather was gorgeous that day. Um, spent time with her. And then I just, I've been hanging out with my mom a lot. Yeah. Cool. Have you seen anybody else? Have you... I saw Gary. I saw uh, Gary on Monday. Gary Walker. He was on, for people who listen to the pod, he was on back in 2017. He was on twice. I had him on as a part of a group and then on in September. So. Oh, he was a part of, oh, wait, I think I listened to his, but I didn't know he was a part of a group. Yeah, it was, it was him, one. Davey, and Phil. They uh, were all in, in October. It was I think that was the Halloween show of 2017. Oh, that must 
must have been fun. Yeah, it was. I told him, like, I was thinking about this on the way here. I wanted to do, like, a regular thing in mm-hmm. where, where all of us were, were doing, like, a regular podcast together, and it just never happened. It, it just mm-hmm. never uh, never got planned, but never you never know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so I did see Gary, um, but I hung out with my mom all day, just took her shopping, you know, just did mother-daughter stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is she still in Westland? She's in Wayne. Wayne. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I was born and raised. And well, good segue. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, cause I was talking to you before the show and I'm like, I don't usually do the interview with my friends. Friend shows are supposed to be more informal, you know, yeah. but I was thinking, I'm like, well, you know, just to give it some structure and because, you know, just because you said you were nervous, I'm like, it'll be easier if I just throw a bunch of questions at you and we'll, we'll, well do it that. But you've been doing great so far. So we're already five minutes it. in. Well, and it's not like, I mean, like we hung out a lot, but like when we were all friends, we never hung out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. We always hung out in groups. Yeah. You were always part of the group. Yeah. yeah. But what the reason I asked you on, and uh, I said this on the Facebook status that I posted uh, before coming to the studio, uh, we, we t- for some reason, we've been talking on the phone like once or twice a year for the past couple of years. I don't know what's, I can't remember what started that, but it's just something that's continued to happen. I did? Yeah, you, I think you messaged me. And I think you were just like, hey, if you ever have time to talk, like call me. I think that's. I remember it was for a specific reason, though. Like there was something we wanted to talk about. I can't remember what it is. I cannot remember what it was. Me but either. anyway, um, those kind con- you know, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is to sort of, uh, and I say this every time, so I apologize. People have heard this before, but uh, is to sort of uh, record, you know, my friends for posterity. You know, I mean, you, your mom tells you about her friend that she had when she was younger, and, you, and imagine being able to listen to your mom talking to her. So that's no, that's I kind of great. so. I was like, this is a good good opportunity to get you on the record. So so here we are. Um, but uh, so getting into the interview, so. You were born in Wayne then. I never knew that. See, I'm already learning new things. <laughs> yeah, I was born in Wayne at Annapolis Hospital. I think it's Beaumont Hospital now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you were raised there too. Yep. Um, did you spend? Have you spent your until you moved to Arizona? Had you been in Michigan your whole life? Yeah. Yeah. I've never. I never moved out of my parents' house. So I moved out when I was 23. Um, and I think a lot of it was because. Um, I had I just had some things happen where I couldn't like really focus on living with anyone else and I didn't really have any friends to move out with. I actively looked for people for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was one of them, I remember. Happen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I have a terrible memory now. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was um, in 2011. But I always wanted to get out and spread my wings and it just never ended up happening. Uh so going to beauty school, I mean it takes like 40 hours a week. And you have to go there for about 11 months. So uh, I just had to stay home, you know. Well, let's back up a little bit because you said you were raised in, in Wayne. You've been in southeastern Michigan your, your entire life prior to 2013. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what were you into as a kid? Like, what were you like as a kid? What did you spend your time doing? What did I spend my time doing? Um, I always had friends in the neighborhood. So we'd always play at the park together. Um what else? What were your interests? Like, did you read a lot or were you? you I know? read a lot. Yeah. I read a lot of my mom's books. Um, just like typical little girl stuff. I like the American Girl book series. I had like all the dolls and stuff. I loved music. I've always really liked music and clothes, and those have never changed. <laughs> uh, you liked music even when you were a kid, huh? Yeah, absolutely. What well, did you my like? parents listened to a ton of music. I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of grunge music, like Pearl Jam. You know, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. Um, I got my interest from pop music from my mother, for sure. I love Madonna. Mom always listened to Celine Dion, Melissa Etheridge. Um, Never any country, never any hair metal. So it was a lot of pop, a lot of Motown. Um, And I grew up in a really quiet household. So there was just always music on or the TV on. And And you're an only child, too, aren't you? No, I have a little brother. You have a little brother. Yeah, he's not so little anymore. He's 25. He's married, but Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's little to me. I'll always look at him like he's seven, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's how that is. My my brother's 26 now. That's crazy. And uh, and he doesn't even live at home right now. He's down down in D.C. So, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, because I, I... did you ever have like an, an uh, you know, you, you liked music from a young age. Did you ever have an urge to create music or like play an instrument or anything? I did once. I wanted to play guitar when I was 14 and I had guitar lessons and I was not good about doing my homework. Uh, so I gave up on that. How long did you do it for? 
probably oh i don't know like six months maybe oh so a it was year. a brief thing yeah. it was a brief thing and it was like i just ne- the dude could tell i never practiced right, you know? right, yeah. <laughs> so i just did us both a favor and was like i'm done i played sports uh, i played softball so um that was easy because my dad's a huge baseball fan so i asked him when i was eight years old if he wanted to uh i said i'd only play softball if he would be my coach and he mm. said no not a problem so he was my baseball coach for like four years so I did that for a while. And same thing. I liked music. My parents took me to concerts probably when I turned like 12 or 13. What was your first one? My Honestly, my first one was Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. <laughs> but <laughs> my second concert after that was Blink-182, The Use, and Taking Back Sunday. Oh, man. It was man. really cool. It was like 89X, 13th birthday bash. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that would have been like 2004, yeah. I still got the T-shirt. It was when Blink-182 had their self-titled album. Oh, that's Feeling a great tour. It. That was I right know. before they went batshit crazy and everything fell apart. So, I know, yeah. I know. I know. It's well, so Tom, weird. Tom did it. The rest of them were fine. I but, know, I'm really yeah. disappointed in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just like sports, hanging out with friends, family, school. Um, yeah. That's really all I remember from my childhood. What kind of a what kind of a student were you? <laughs> my boyfriend's gonna make fun of me for sure. Uh, I was super quiet, um, so whenever I do something, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it was extremely quiet. But that was kind of my tactic, right? Like the teacher wouldn't like really see me for the first like semester of the year, and then they were really thankful I was the quiet kid, so they always yeah. treated me better. I had that same kind of mo. Really? I would be quiet. I'd, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't work when you're an adult. <laughs> no, it doesn't, unfortunately. No. But but I will say it because I I uh, you you are quiet because I remember when I I started hanging out with the, the group when I joined the Whiskey Pilots, I feel like I didn't hear you talk for the good for a good six months there for like maybe a semester's worth of time. So I'm better one-on-one with people. Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody that's going to shout in a group. I'm not somebody that's going to try and get your attention. Like if you focus on me, like I'll give you my attention. I've just never been like that, mm-hmm. you know. So even as a kid, I was really quiet. I had a couple friends. I've always had friends and like been busy and stuff, but – I've just never been that really loud person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, what were your grades like, though? Were you? Uh, this is so. Whenever I make a mistake or like Pat sees me messing up something, uh, my excuse is that I was a C student. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so he makes fun of me for that all the time. Like, oh, you're a C student. <laughs> uh-huh. So when did you? When you graduated from high school, which would have been what 2008, if you were 14 in yep. 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I mean, what did you want to do like after you oh, graduated? Like, so what was for your... my junior and senior year, I was in a vocational school. I did digital media, mm. and I know Davey did it too, and a couple other people. Brett did it. Yeah, we all had Miss Joe's class. Um, and I really wanted to do like graphic design or do some. I really wanted to work for a magazine. That was like ultimately the dream that I had. I just wanted to the clothing thing, take pictures, be a photographer, be an editor, like something like that. And um, I don't come from a really well-off family, and I feel like if you have want an art career, like you know, you gotta you gotta move to LA, you gotta move to New York, um, and I just didn't have the funds for that. So I worked a lot. I always had two jobs, and then around like eighteen, I was like, I need to figure out a trade. I need to do something that's going to make me money because I can't stand working a job I'm not passionate about. Mm-hmm. I've never been successful. I just don't care, and I don't try. So. I was watching Grease, and I, the song Beauty School Dropout came on. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll never – yeah. <laughs> and I was like, maybe beauty school would work for me. Like, it's personal. It's creative. Um, I like clothes and, you know, everything and pop hair. culture and hair and all that stuff. So maybe I'd like it. And I'm more of a hands-on person. And I ended up loving it. I really liked it. So – uh, I went to this one beauty school called Regency, and I had to drop out after, like, three months. Um, and then that's when I met you and Mike and, like, uh, Davey and everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, like, two years, I think in 2012, I went to Lisbury Academy. And so I knew I wanted to do it, and I stuck with it. And I'm really blessed that I did. I really, really, really like what I do a lot. Yeah, it means a lot to me. Um, I get to build relationships with people, um, friendships, 
And I get to build people up with confidence. I make people feel beautiful. That's a really powerful thing to do for people. Mm -hmm. And I take it really seriously. Especially, it's a lot of money to have your hair done, too. You know, so you think about the time they're investing, the money. Um, I just really care for all my clients. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What what, uh, do your parents do for a living? My now... My mother is a lunch lady at the elementary school I went to. Hmm. Mm-hmm. She's been working in, like, the food industry for public schools in Wayne Westland since I uh, like, to the year 2000. Um, and then my dad now is a janitor at the Wayne Police Department, and he's an umpire part-time for the city of Wayne. Oh, it's really? It's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> he was telling me this funny story the other day that he had to kick out somebody because he was drunk. <laughs> The guy was drunk. The guy yeah. was hammered. Yeah, he was just being obnoxious, screaming at people. Yeah, my dad loves it. He thinks it's so much fun. And he um, umpires for kids from like 8 to like 14. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what my parents do. They have really s- simple lives. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to screw up the name of the school that you went to. Because you started you, – you first tried cosmetology when you were – like you said, like at, 18 or 19? It was or? Regency Beauty School. It's closed now. It's mm. in um, Southfield? It was Downriver, wherever it was. It was the only school I could find that was part-time at the time, so I drove really far. Um, and then I went to Lisprey Academy. Lisprey, yeah. It's in Livonia. Okay. Yeah. Why there? Um, I was able to go full-time. It was the closest beauty school to me, um, and it wasn't... It didn't have a really strict curriculum. Like a lot of the instructors, you had like what you had to follow in the books, but they would show you their own way of doing things. And the first beauty school I went to was not like that. It was very old school. And the school was like a little bit more modern and newer. Um, So that's ultimately why I ended up choosing L'Esprit. Okay. And so – but before you – you did the cosmetology thing in between those two schools. You you worked a bunch of other different jobs, right? Including you worked at the police station too, didn't you? I did, yeah. Um, that I had that job from eighteen until I was twenty. So it was what kind did of you a do? while. I was a records. I did a lot of stuff. I was a records clerk at first, and um, I would run people's backgrounds for gun permits. Um, if people needed a police report for like a car accident, I had to print it out for them. I answered the phone. I don't really remember what else I had to do. Lots of odd stuff. And then they asked me to be in charge of, it was like the traffic bureau. Um, I was in charge of what they did with the impounded cars. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a real big job for an 18-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize you were so young, but yeah, you would have been that age. Yeah. I, you were doing that when I so, met you. So um, I had to, like a lot of people who get their car towed usually don't pick them up, especially if they're like pieces of shit or they've been in a car accident. Mm-hmm. So they have to go somewhere. So um, at that point, after like 20 days, if they're not picked up, you have to change it in the system to it being abandoned. I can't believe I remember this. <laughs> and then after so many days after that, it had to be a part of a car auction. And like nobody ever showed up. So the tow yard wouldn't end up just getting all of the titles. So I would have to get these brand new titles, put them in the tow company's name, and then they just kept the cars. And so I kind of like had to keep track of that all month long. I had to get rid of like license plates. Um, I had like all the DUI like case files behind me and I just had to like put them together and write on the case files. Hmm. That's all I remember. So bureaucracy then you were part of the bureaucracy. Um, it was interesting and I wasn't that good at it and it was extremely boring. Um, but you still did it for a couple of years, which I uh, did it for three years. Yeah. When you're 18 to 20, that's a long ass time. That's a, well, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. Right. So like I started at the police department, I went to Regency, I had to drop out and then I still kept that job. It gave me consistency, right. And support. Um, I worked with some wonderful people there. Um, and, uh, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. You were at the. You decided to stay at the police station because see, you dropped oh, out of because Regency. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. So they were going to cut my job. So I ended up being traffic and records, um, and they were like, "We have to cut your job. Do you want a job at the courthouse?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know if I want to go back to beauty school or not." And they let me think about it, and I ended up going back to the spree. And I remember the woman on the phone was like, "That's a really good idea. Like, you don't want to work here. Yeah, it's a dead end yeah. job." 
Well, you made yeah. the right choice then. I really did. I mean, I would have been miserable staying in Wayne. I can't like – you can't just move away. You yeah. know, that was the beauty yeah. about having my cosmetology license. Like I could just start over anywhere. Any mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Well, so but you were also you worked for you were a waitress or something for a while too, weren't you? Was oh, that while yeah. you were in school? I had so many jobs. Um, that was I started waitressing after school. I got my first job at Centaur. A friend of mine got me that job, um, which is in Detroit. It was in downtown Detroit. It was such a pain to get down there, and the money was not worth it. And the p- type of people that would come to that bar were not nice and did not tip well. How long did you last? Oh, my God, like a couple months. And it was so immature. I just didn't show up one day, and my friend got really upset with me. But I was like, you know this job sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like you knew this was an awful waitressing job. Uh-huh. Like at least I got some sort of experience out of it. Um, and it was but so downtown. you didn't do cosmetology right out of school, though. I thought you were you started working right away. Oh, Oh, yeah. I uh, was an assistant at a salon in Farmington, and I did that for about eight months. And probably six months after that, I was not making a lot of money. I was working under the table on really long days, and the drive was like 40 minutes. So I was like, I need to make more money, you know? And that's ultimately why I quit that job, too. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, I didn't feel like she took me seriously, and I didn't really feel like uh, she cared about me that much. So I started waitressing, and then. That um, job downtown sucked, and then I got a job in Wayne at the Avenue, and I just instantly made way more money, and I quit. So, And then I knew I wanted to move away, too, so it was like a combination of all that stuff. So, um, Yeah, So, but you, you, this is now we're getting in 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. So you were like, I'm going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So why Arizona then? How would you land on Arizona? Um, there was a couple different reasons. Um, well, my friend at the time – Wanted to move there. And I had a lot of friends that were moving away. Some went to Florida. Some were in California. Um, and then Brooke wanted to move to Arizona. And, like, years before this, when I was 19, I had a medium tell me I was going to move to the Southwest. Oh. So, yeah. And just, like, little things she's always told me, like, stick in the back of my mind. Um and, like, the second Brooke asked me, like, you should just move to Arizona. And I was like, I should. <laughs> like, the salon I worked at sucked. I wasn't happy with my place in life. And I just really needed to spread my wings, you know? Try something. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, if it sucks, Wayne's always there. Um, and it's I like I really wanted to make it work. Almost as far away from Michigan as you can get to. It's and the, the other corner of the country. And the polar opposite of everything as yeah. far as climate, economy, um, everything. It couldn't be any more different. Um, so, so what was that like then? Because once you made the decision, what did you do? And like, what was it like moving out? You know, I, I was not very prepared. I, <laughs> I, Brooke moved out there first, and I moved out there probably five or six months after that, just trying to save up some extra money. And I was blowing it. You know, I was partying all the time, so I like had some money saved, and I had this little Taurus, a little Ford Taurus. And my plan originally was to drive out there with the car, and I went to go get it checked out, and the guy was like, you cannot drive this across the country. So I was telling Brooke on the phone, like, dude, I don't know if I can come out here just yet. Like, I need a car. She was like, no, that's okay. You don't need one. I'll drive you around. It'll work out. Hmm. And she just always had that attitude, like, everything's going to be great. Like, we're going to help each other. Everything's going to be fine. And so I move out there, and I barely had any money, and I had no car. So I was terrified because I was like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, how long of a time, like how much time passed between when you said, okay, it's Arizona and I'm going to Arizona and then you actually moving to Arizona? Like how long was that? Like a month, a couple months? From September of 2013 and then I moved in uh, May of 2014. Oh, okay. So, so very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. I could have been way more responsible. And that's I- still that's still longer <laughs> than what I thought. I thought it was really? going to be like two months, the way that you described it. No, yeah. no. I'm not very quick with those kinds of decisions. I always kind of like tiptoe. I mean, even when I dropped out of beauty school, it took me two years to go back. Like, mm-hmm. I just – I really take my time. But I still wasn't really that prepared. So I barely had any money. And I uh, got a serving job in Mesa, Arizona. I was a – cocktail waitress and a shot girl on the weekends mm. very interesting um it was the easiest job i've ever had was it better than michigan waitressing in michigan 
No. No, because the bar I worked at was kind of a shithole. It was there was a lot of drugs going in and out of that place, and it was huge, just like a big saloon type bar, like eighty mm. tables outside, what like are those? a bunch of tables inside. Yeah, and the drinks were really cheap, so it just brought like a shitty clientele. We used to play the UFC fights for free. Oh. If that says anything. Yeah, like, there you go. Like, that yeah. many tables and, like, no cover charge. It was a nightmare. I've been in beat-ups when the, when the UFC fights are going on, and those are infuriating but to be around. So I was always kind of lucky because I never really had to serve that kind of night. I was always a shot girl. And so, like, I didn't have to worry about tables. i just walk around. It was, I was more Get people social. more drunk. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, like, those, like, shitty, like, plastic little... Tiny shots. The tubes that they have. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. The test tubes. For me, it was always like, like I never did any gimmicks, right? I never like did any like slutty antics to get more money. Mm -hmm. Uh, My approach was always being really sweet and nice and talking to the lonely people at the bar. And I made a lot of money doing that. There you go. Um, So I, I did waitress there for like a year and a half. And probably halfway between that job, I found Cloud Nine, which is where I still am. Salon and Spa. It's a cute place. And so, uh, but you were living with her name's Brooke. Mm-hmm. Is that that that? So that's why you're able to make it work. Having somebody to go with makes yeah. it tolerable. I would have never know? moved alone. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. It was easier. She was already there. I said, if you find our apartment, like I trust you, like I'll just pay you half of everything, and that's what I did. I, like, flew out there halfway through that time period. I was still in Michigan, and I just went with her to the apartment, um, and it was just done. And I just moved all my stuff out there. Yeah, so I wouldn't have done it alone. So did you rent a truck or something, or how did you get everything Oh, this story is really weird. So Brooke knew somebody. It was, like, her friend's dad shipped motorcycles for a living, and Brooke did her friend's mom's hair for free, so her dad could come pick up stuff from her storage unit in Westland. And the agreement was if I helped move all of her stuff into this truck, I could put my stuff on there too. And he just happened to be going to Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. That actually works out perfectly. That was like, It was so you- really – yeah, it was really bizarre how it happened. Not that I even had that much stuff. I had to ship out my clothes. I did that through like FedEx. Mm-hmm. I just shipped it to like her friend's house. And I didn't even have much like a record player. All my records, like those are heavy things to ship. Um, maybe like older clothes and coats and stuff. But yeah, so that's how I moved my stuff, which was very convenient. Not planned at all. Just fell into place. Mm-hmm. So like little things like that kept happening and I knew I was supposed to be there. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then you you started working at the play. I forget what you said. It was It's called Cloud Nine, but you were there. Cloud Nine, yeah. Since you, when you, you moved to May 2014, when did you start working there? October of 2014. Oh, so not even like half a year. So you were pretty much yeah. established. I you didn't know. start doing hair there till like six months later. I got a de- uh, job at the front desk because I was like really lost when I first moved there. I wasn't like too happy about my situation and I knew I wanted to be there, but I didn't know if I wanted to do hair. It's really scary starting over somewhere, you know, so I was like, I'll just apply at like front desk jobs mm-hmm. and I'll see if like I can go from there. And so I uh, went on Yelp and I typed in salons in Tempe and I went to like the first five that were up and Cloud9 was one of them. And she saw my resume like I put on there. I had my license and I went to school and I assisted and she was like, don't you want to do hair? And I was like, I think so. And she was like, well, if you want to like think about getting your license, I'll I'll give you a job at the front desk, but I will give you a job as a hairdresser. And yeah, she just had total faith in me. Which is what I think it's really important working in a salon. Yeah. So, yeah. but you see now you said like you've built up a clientele, and I mean that was you know five years ago now. So you're yeah. half a decade in, and yeah. uh, it all worked out. It really did. I the my biggest reason why I'm still there, I think, is my job. I have a lot of respect for my boss. I think my boss and I have a great relationship, and the girls I work with are. So cool. Mm-hmm. Super easy. It's not a very bougie salon. I mean, it's nice and everybody does really great work, but um, it's a lot more casual. So um, I'm just really blessed that that worked for me because my job is really important to me. Like just having a job I care about is really important to me. Well, it's a load off because you are you don't have to worry about money. To the, you know, I mean, everybody worries about money, but you know you have it coming in and you're doing it in a way – you're earning it in a way that you you know – 
you're capable of and that it's not going to go away. You're not all of a sudden going to just get fired because – you know, no. industry downturn or because you don't know what the hell you're doing. No, you know? exactly. Yeah. And that's the best part. Like, it's just on me. You know, I'm not going to just no one's just going to fire me. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd have to do something horrible. <laughs> well, and then what, what, what else is nice about it is and this is something I've learned since I've had a steady job for the past couple of years uh, is you you get to get out and, and sort of pursue your, your hobbies that you always knew you wanted to pursue, but you never had the time or the means to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like for me, obviously it's this podcast and then there's, you know, like the, the music thing and, and other stuff. But uh, like for you, like you, you were, I always see on Instagram, you post two things. You're either at a concert or you're out in the desert <laughs> doing a nature walk type thing. So. Yeah. So, I haven't done a lot of the nature walks in quite a while. I've been working a ton. Um, but I really do. Arizona's gorgeous. And, I mean, Phoenix is okay. Uh, but the whole state in general is amazing. Uh, there's so many different terrain. There, it just goes up and down in elevation everywhere. Um, it's like a fairy tale being there, really. It's one of the, the coolest The desert states. fairy tale. Where, yeah. where, uh, where was the first, like uh, – uh, nature preserve or area that you decided you were going to go look at when you decided um, you wanted to do that? It actually took me a couple years to explore Arizona because I was so busy working so much. Um, but Sedona, Sedona was the first place I ever went to. And, I mean, everybody loves Sedona. It's gorgeous. You're just surrounded by these really vivid orange and red rocks everywhere. And it's a very spiritual place, too. Mm-hmm. Um and there's so many different hiking trails. I mean, tons, tons. I mean, you, you don't just go there once, and there's always something to do there. And there's all different kinds of terrain. Some of it's, like, deserty and rock. And then the more farther north you go, there's more, like, long trails and forests and, like, rivers and stuff everywhere. It's beautiful. It's all sightseeing and, and things yeah. like that. So, But, like, why did you – because you never – there's not really anything in Michigan like that. No. So, like, I mean, we have up north and things to do, sort of, but – but like, why did you decide like, hey, I'm gonna go check out some uh, some hiking trails? Like, why did you? Probably because of Patrick. Um, we, we Patrick's your met, boyfriend, for yeah, the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first met him, I was just telling him I'd never been anywhere. Like, I hadn't been outside of Phoenix really. While well, the whole time I was in Arizona, and he's like, "Well, you have to go to Sedona. It's like one of the top Sedona, ten places." I always it's, thought Sedona was a city. It's it is not, a city. It is a city. It okay. is a city. Okay. Yeah. I thought it might be a park from the way you were talking Mm-mm. about it. No, it's yeah. a city. Um, like, how did I never know that? But but yeah, it's like one of the top ten places to visit, I think, in the world. Huh. Yeah. It's and it's like gorgeous. southern Arizona, isn't it? Like, where uh, is like it? Kind of northern. 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 Southern's real hot, and it's like Tucson's down there, and it gets all deserty and weird. Like, northern Arizona's beautiful. Northern Arizona is like, like the that's where all the crazy rock formations yeah. are and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's much prettier. Um, yeah, so I went to Sedona for the first time and, uh, I had a lot more time back then to do that stuff. So ever, then we went to Flagstaff right after that. You've been to the Grand Canyon, right? Yeah, so a couple I did times? A, actually once with Jess. It was the only time Oh, I that was did. the only time you went? Well, it's, it, it's, everything's not that close. Uh-huh. So we almost went. Two years ago, we camped at Lake Powell, which is on the border of Arizona and Utah. It's the second largest man-made lake in the country. It's like swimming in the Grand Canyon. It's beautiful. And we were like, do we want to go to the Grand Canyon or do you want to go to Monument Valley? Because they were both equally the same distance. And so we went to Monument Valley. Hmm. Um, So, I mean, the Grand Canyon's out of the way. Like a lot of people who live in Phoenix have never gone to the Grand Canyon. It's Sedona's way closer. Where is it, just just out of curiosity, like from my own frame of reference, like where is it compared, like Detroit, how far is it, if if Detroit was where you live, how far is the Grand Canyon from Detroit? It's about four hours. So it's like going up north, basically. It's like going up north and going west. Okay. So it's like really out of the way. And it's not like there's any cities around there. It's all like hotels and like. There's nothing else to do but the Grand Canyon. My uh, my brothers, when my brother moved out to California, he took my other brother with him, and they they went down through Oklahoma and through the desert, and they stopped at the Grand Canyon, and they said it's like an optical illusion because of it how is. big it is. I can't even picture like you see pictures of it. It's I've, I've been to the Rockies now, so I know that the pictures don't do these things justice. It's there's no way to get the three dimensional sense of scale from that you get from standing in those places. Even like I drove to D.C. and uh, 
the, at the end of May and driving through Appalachia, you know, all the little Pennsylvania mining towns oh, and stuff, yeah. that stuff's yeah. beautiful. And those mountains aren't, they're not the Rockies, but it's still like there's some incredible no, it is vistas beautiful. there. Yeah, I'd love to see the Appalachian Mountains. I'd like to go to North Carolina and check that out. Um, but I know this sounds really cheesy, but uh, the second I saw the Grand Canyon at the South Rim at the Visitor Center, it honestly took my breath away. It was like, holy shit, this is, like, unreal. Uh-huh. It was so pretty. Jess and I both were like, wow. And it was snowing, wasn't it, or was that something I'm, else? Yeah, it was yeah. snowing, and it wasn't supposed to. It was very <laughs> last minute. What are the freaking odds of that? Yeah, even, like, so we decided to go hiking on one of the trails. So you get to the Visitor Center, and there's these shuttle buses, and they drive you to the trailheads. Um, and even the guy on the shuttle bus was like, this is extremely unusual for this time of year. And I was like, you're telling me Jess and I were shivering. Yeah, it wasn't even snowing in Michigan. I know. I'm like, I told you not to bring a coat. It was freezing. So we went on one of the trailheads. It was the South, South Kaibab Trail. And it's very steep. If you go the whole seven miles, which I don't even think I would. It was very difficult. Um, it takes you down to the Colorado River. Um, and it was gorgeous. Every step you took down the trail, it was like a whole different viewpoint. It was like you were seeing the Grand Canyon like a different way every time. Um, it's breathtaking. And I really appreciate nature for that. It's very therapeutic for me. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I really enjoy – I actually do like camping and hiking and being outside now. Yeah. It's just like a break away from everything. And you never you never were into that before? No. Um Especially Phoenix. It's like super hyper suburbia and um, it's a pretty well-to-do city and it's everything's super corporate, fast-paced. Everybody's busy trying to make money going places and it's like a breath of fresh air when you get out of that. You see all these beautiful mountains and plants and cactuses and animals get and I really appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was snowing when we were at the Grand Canyon. We had to turn around. Because there's no rails on those trails. Yeah, people, people die all the time. The yeah. You have to really try hard to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like these trails are that narrow, but there's no railings. So you're like, man, I could really hurt myself falling down this. Um, so we turned around. I think Jess and I spent like four or five hours at the Grand Canyon, and I was like, that's enough. We can go back now. For reference, Jess is Davy's wife. Yes. So Jessica Downs. Yeah. I thought about having you two on at the same time, but I was like, I want to interview you one on one, so she'll be she'll be sometime in the future. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I tried to. I told her that I was doing this with you, and she said that uh, she was like, "No, absolutely not." <laughs> oh, really? She wouldn't want to do <laughs> she it. She was nervous like me, but now that I'm doing it, it's not that bad. Yeah, no, no, it's pretty yeah. pretty easy. The first time, I I really need to tell people like the very first show that I have on the the SoundCloud it's like don't listen to that because I didn't know what I was doing it ended up being okay <laughs> but I didn't interview anybody I just kind of talked and yeah. uh and I really wish I would have I really wish the first episode on the website was the one with Davey because that was where it, I got my structure down mm-hmm. but um point being it's you know it's not people are always like oh I don't know it's kind of I'm like dude nobody we don't have a live audience nobody listens live so there's no pressure there and uh yeah, so you just kind of just talk. I mean, this is this is what it is right here. It's, right, right. Um, no, it's not as scary. Uh, but the Grand Canyon was cool. Um, where else did I take Jess? I took her to Lake Powell. Um, the weather just kind of took – it threw a wrench into some things. I wanted to go kayaking on Lake Powell. Uh, there's this really popular uh, touristy thing to do. I uh, go to Antelope Canyon. Um it's like a guided tour, but it's Do like... Do you ride a- antelopes in the canyon? <laughs> no, I actually don't know why it's called Antelope Canyon. But it's um, like a big rock formation, and it's inside of a cave. Mm. And so there's these really pretty waves and lights and rays that just shine down in all these pretty colors. But there's Antelope Canyon on Lake Powell. And you can take a kayak or a paddleboard, um, and you go down this slot canyon... And it, the walls get so narrow that you can, like, put both of your hands on the side of the walls. Oh, man. So you're, like, you're Some into the wild water. shit. You're on the water. You're in the middle of this, you know, canal. And it was beautiful. And I wanted to do that with her, but it was windy, and they wouldn't let us rent kayaks. Oh, bummer. Which, thank God, because it was freezing cold. We did a boat tour, which was not as cool, but at least she got to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were people that were on a kayaking tour. It must have been some other company, not on the marina. 
And they were wearing winter coats. The wind was blowing the opposite way they were going. It looked miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, thank God they didn't let us take kayaks out here. <laughs> well, another thing you do is, uh, like you said, music, uh, getting back to music. So mm-hmm. one thing, I'll start this conversation off by asking you this. What are you listening to now? Like, what have you been listening to lately? Um, well, I really like Mac DeMarco a lot. He's an indie artist out of can- Canada. He's really cool. I've been listening to him. Is that a like hip hop or? No, he's like an indie. Indie. He plays guitar. Oh, yeah, okay. Mac yeah. DeMarco. See, Mac I've never DeMarco. heard of him. So you got. You should check him out. Mac DeMarco is cool. Um, thank God for Spotify and all of their new playlists. Um, I've gotten a lot of bands that I don't think I would have known how to find. Um, I listen to a lot of like modern psychedelic music if i had to describe it like beachy kind of san francisco music like sugar candy mountains one that i really really like i got to see them in tucson not too long ago um mild high club they're really cool um same kind of vibe super beachy really chill um tame and paula is a big one for me right now and I'm frustrated with them because it seems like they only play at music festivals. And I'm like, God damn it. That's what I, I know them from. Yeah. Travel and see you at all these places. They played at Coachella. I think they're at Lollapalooza and Austin City Limits. And um, I have a lot of friends that listen to music, but none that will really travel that far. Like, I can maybe get a friend or two to go to Tucson with me. Mm-hmm. Most, yeah, other than that. So one day I'll see Tame Impala. Um, but so a lot of indie yeah. psychedelic type stuff then is what you're Yeah, I mean I always listen to a lot of different stuff, but a lot of that. I'm going to uh Life is Beautiful in Las Vegas this year. You've I done went, that a couple of years in I a went, row now, haven't you? I went to La last year. Last year. Uh there's actually a lot of local music festivals in Phoenix, so I go to those frequently. Um but Vegas is cool because it's like a four hour drive and just find an Airbnb in a hotel. Like it's pretty like affordable to me to do that, you mm-hmm. know. So I go that route. Um, but I went last year and it was really fun. So I've been listening to uh, the Spotify playlist of a lot of the bands that are going to be there. Black Keys are there. This yeah, year, the Black they? Keys yeah. are going to be there. So I'm excited about that. Um, Have you seen them before? No, I haven't. I'm seeing no. them. They're going to be at Joe Lewis or Joe Lewis uh, Little Caesars Arena yeah. uh, in October. And this will be my first. I had a chance to see them in 2007 at the Majestic. <laughs> It, what? And, and I didn't, didn't go? go. No, that's my that's oh. my kick myself in the ass <laughs> missed opportunity when it comes to concerts. Because uh, at the time, you know, I mean, they were doing good, but it was like, eh, the White Stripes are the huge two person band. Right. They'll never. Get, and now they're the White yeah. Stripes have been gone for nine years, eight yeah. years, something they like that. They just came out with a new album, right? The Rack and Tours did, yeah. Oh, I'm talking about Black Keys. Oh, now. the Black Keys did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't listened to it Because Jack White's yet. back now, too. I haven't but listened to it yet. It is their a best. A lot of those artists on that festival are coming out all with new albums, it seems like. Post Malone's going to be there, and they oh just announced something. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. You know what? Yeah. I, I didn't know who he was, and, I mean, I knew that I'd heard the name, and I heard he looks like a, what the hell is the... There's all sorts of funny descriptions of him. It, it involves like a cute. monster That's bottle. That's for sure. And like like I, if like he was hitting on me, <laughs> I'd say absolutely not. <laughs> I know you're famous and all, but <laughs> Somebody he's said, not very cute. He just has this wild, this wild hair. Face tattoos. He looks like a like tattoos. I mean trailer trash. I mean, if I'm being totally harsh about it, that's what he looks like. But what I was yeah. getting at is. I uh, had never really listened to him. That whole SoundCloud rap thing, you know. I'd heard about Little Peep and the guys that My have died. Was talking about Little Peep the other day, she was cracking me up. And and like, I'm not really into the whole SoundCloud thing. Well, I was interested <laughs> in it because I'm like, well, this is kind of the new grunge in a way. Like this is there's this scene and they're all kind of you know they're dying young and things and so. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. Post Malone is kind of the Pearl Jam of all that because he's the one who's blown yeah. up the biggest and he seems yeah. to. I mean, for all of the jokes you make talented. about him. And he brings great energy. Great. It's a lot of fun. So I'm really excited for that. He's playing the same day as Vampire Weekend. Oh, they just came out with something new, too. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't listened to it too much. Um, There's a festival. If you like them, there is a festival. I don't know where it is, but I saw it on Facebook. It's Vampire Weekend. One night is headlining, and the next night is Tame Impala. (sighs) So you might want to look that up. I will. Absolutely. But uh, so much fun. Post Malone, the story that I, I wanted to tell, and I'll tell it briefly because I have told it on the podcast before, but um, <laughs> I was watching Into the Spider-Verse last uh, winter. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. The, the, you know the song Sunflower? 
yeah. by him. That's yeah. that's for the, that song's from that movie, and I never oh. heard it. And I was listening to it. I'm like, this is a fucking great song. Who is this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that's Post Malone. So that's what he sounds like. That's actually pretty fucking good. That's a good melody. Yeah, he's very talented. Um. So yeah. so yeah. But then the the, um, the new Black Keys. I was gonna excited say excited about them. It is that their new album is the best thing that they've done since like the mid 2000s for cool. me because yeah. they stopped doing I for all sure the. Want to see the Black Keys. Um, All the uh, the experimental stuff, and then some random shits there, like uh, Die Antwood's going to be there. Oh, that'll like be that weird, crazy. Yeah, super weird. So I don't know if I'll see them, like but aliens. we'll see what time they're playing. Um, I really like Lewis the Child, and they're going to be there. They're like a poppy, like EDM kind of. Never heard band. of them, so there's another yeah. one. Yeah, another I one. Do I'll check have, out. I don't listen to a lot of EDM. I don't like the bass heavy stuff. I like the very poppy, danceable, listenable EDM. Because in Phoenix, there's a lot of raves, a lot. Oh, yeah. And so my friend and I will go to Phoenix Lights. We went last year and then this year. Is that um, named after the UFO? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really cute. They have, like, little UFO, like, art installations and aliens everywhere. Yeah, so it's cool. Um, I didn't know that until I started going to the festival, you know. Um, but it's very small. It's in this big dirt parking lot every year. Um, so... But, you know, I went two days this year, and I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of techno. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, like I the get second, lost in it. The second day, I was just like, what's different? Like, what can I go to right now that is different? Like, <laughs> It oh all my sounds God. the same to me. I can't. Which is cool for a period of time. And then, like, the second day into it, I was like, this is fucking weird. Because then you really start looking at all the weirdos that are there. Uh-huh. Like, the people with the light gloves. And... Just people doing weird – I don't know. It's just a weird community of works. (laughs) I I don't generally like music that you have to be fucked up to really appreciate. Like I feel like the point of going to the EDM stuff is like just to get – just to roll and then that's the the, the experience. Most – a lot of it is. But like I really like Grizz. Grizz is very listenable, actually kind of like jam bandy type EDM. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Cascades. Not all of it but like a lot of it is for sure. I do yeah. remember one time we went to uh, the group went to it was in 2011 we went to what the hell is it called Demph mm. that was the one electric electronic festival I went, I went once, to a long time ago oh god 2009 I was underage for sure I went with like Kristen and Ed yeah I was there for that that was the same one you were there yeah that was that one I have a terrible memory yeah no because well I mean I was we were all like I mean like I I was. Quite drunk that night. That was a very uh, yeah. We were all drinking then. Yeah, there were no other party favors going around at that time. Nope. 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 Very innocent then. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I actually don't have any concerts lined up besides Life's Life is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, Phoenix gets kind of dead in the summertime because it's really hot. Actually, mm. there's Auction Pavilion, which is like DTE. Um, but they always have concerts in the summertime and like. Beck and Cage the Elephant are going to be there, and I thought Beck would be really cool to see, but I don't want to sit in 110 degree heat and watch a concert. Yeah. Like, fuck that. They don't do them, like, there's no, like, interior. There are, and I don't know why they do those shows outside. I don't get it. That's like doing a show outside in Michigan in the winter. Yeah. I saw Kendrick Lamar and Schoolboy Q. I love Schoolboy Q and Kendrick Lamar. And I saw them last May, not this year, but the year before. And it, we were like sardines on the lawn, and it was just way too hot for me. And that was May, and we were on grass too. It wasn't even like it was concrete because the concrete makes ten, things ten times oh, worse. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, warped tour. I was so sweaty. You just get used to it there. Um, but yeah, so I don't really have any concerts planned. I did see Alana Glazer from Broad City play at the Van Buren. Oh, like that's well, stand perform, up, right? Perform, yeah. yeah. She was cool. That was really like the last thing I can think of that I've seen recently. What's the best concert you've ever been to? That's a very big question. Um, the best concert I've ever been to. I don't know. I can't really think of like the best one ever. What's the one that came into your head? Because there had to be one that just popped up when I asked Honestly, that Honestly, probably the Sugar Candy Mountain show I saw at Tucson. And it's because it was so intimate. And it was at the Congress Hotel. Um, which is kind of famous. There was, like, some bank robber that they caught there, like, in like 100 years ago. He, huh. like, robbed 24 banks in a row or something. Like the Wild West type yeah. stuff? Oh. Yeah, and they caught him there. So it's a really famous hotel. There's only, like, four places you can sleep there or whatever. But they have concerts there. And it was just – they were just so 
good. It was just my friend and I had a great time. Sugar Candy Mountain. Sugar Candy Mountain. Sugar Candy Mountain. Lewis the Child. I don't know if you'd like Lewis the Child, but I do. Um, Is that Lewis with an E or without an E? O U I S. The Child. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check that out on my iTunes music. That Queens of the Stone Age show we went to was a ton of fun. That was the loudest fucking concert I've ever been to. That was pretty by far. Like and. Uh, Davey was, was, was upset because we got in and Royal Blood was opening for him and I was looking forward to seeing Royal Blood and we quickly realized we thought Royal Blood had just gone on mm-hmm. and then they did like two songs and then they were oh, done. Yeah. So we got in and it was I like, oh, that's that. kind of – Davey turns to me like – he did this like three times for the rest of the season. He's like, hey, remember that time we saw Royal Blood? <laughs> <laughs> so he was a little disgruntled about that. But um, c- Quotes that sounded great, man. And Josh yeah. Hama is a fucking riot. That guy is hilarious. He kept introducing yeah. everybody from the band over and I over. I was really bummed after that incident where he kicked that photographer in the face. Yeah, what a dick. That bummed yeah. me out. Yeah. Yeah. I think What was he on, you know? I don't know, I, And man. he's got kids, too. That's instantly what I thought. I was like, you got a little girl at home, and mm-hmm. you just kick some random person in the face. And he had that really... Petty apology video. He looks. So and it was a woman. Fucked. He kicked the, 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 yeah, he kicked photographer the was female. Yeah. And good for her for saying something too. He yeah. was like, "Fuck you, dude. You kicked me in the fucking face." Yeah. For, and I, at first, I was like, "Okay, it, misunderstanding. He probably was like doing a stage move or something. She just happened to be in the way that shit happened." But no, like you see in the video, like he fucking kicks her in the face. It's like mm-hmm. the hell. I've seen him. Like he has flipped out on people before. If you watch videos on YouTube, there's this incident. This is a long time ago now. This is like probably in mid 2000s, late 2000s. Uh, some kid threw a shoe at him and he was already sick. And it, this is in like Europe somewhere. And the video is him just fucking like, he's like, hey, like, you know, I'm not so sick that I can't come down there and just beat the fucking shit out of you. And he just <laughs> goes off on this kid. Like, and he's, you pussy motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, Look it up. It's actually pretty funny. Um, oh but you quickly realize – because like people are like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, Josh is funny. He just keeps going and you realize like, oh, he's actually really pissed. to see them crooked vultures. I saw I'm them really, twice. Ah, awesome. Yeah. Missed out on that. Such a bummer. They're, well, I, I don't know. You know what though? I always say that is the best quotes album. Mm-hmm. That's basically a quotes album. It really is. It's a great album. Yeah, with, yeah. featuring John Paul Jones. Oh, you know one of the best concerts I went to? Um, it was 2009 – I really like Grizzly Bear a lot. They're another uh, indie band. And I saw them in Ann Arbor at the Michigan State Theater. And oh, it, that would be – It a was good beautiful. Venue. It was super mellow, very low-key. Um, it was just a beautiful show. His voice, he's like an opera singer. Yeah. He's Yeah. So that that was an extremely memorable. It was like almost emotional, I remember. Those those yeah. tiny – but like the Michigan Theater is small enough to be, you know, really – to be intimate and it's really classy looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just I, – I had a chance to – this is another show I wish I would have gone to see. I, I'm a big Goo Goo Dolls fan. Yeah. I'm not ashamed okay. to admit that. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing them in a couple weeks actually. Uh but uh, I, I, they played there, like, and not, and oh, not that long cool. ago. Was, I haven't been to that theater since. That's a beautiful venue. Oh man, you should see. They, they show movies there. That's, that's a great place to see movies too. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to yeah, say? Yeah, so I'd say now yeah. that my memory's going back, I'd say Grizzly Bear was one of them too. That's I was. That's what it was. I saw Grizzly Bear open for Radiohead in uh, two thousand eight in Cleveland. The fuck up. Oh yeah, that was. God. I didn't know who you they know, were. Grizzly Bear was supposed to come to the Lost Lakes Festival in Phoenix, and they did. A festival, I don't remember how, like two years ago, I don't know. But they were supposed to have one last fall, and I don't think they sold enough tickets, so it didn't end up going. They kind of disappeared. Like, they were they were the yeah. the, the hot indie band there for well, a little bit, and then nothing. Their bass player uh, started another project called Can't, and I have one of their albums. And I saw them at, is the Majestic the one with the bowling alley? Yes. Okay, I yeah. saw them, and no one was there, and Blood Orange opened up for them. Blood Orange is huge now. So I saw them. They played at Life is Beautiful, Blood Orange. Hmm. So I was like, that's Good crazy. Yeah, that's a cool band, too. Um, and then their other guitar player, I think his name's Dan, he started a project, too, The Department of Eagles. And I really like that album, That I've too. heard of, yeah. Yeah, but no, it's like they had, like, a big indie break and... They haven't really done anything. It just never since. the wave didn't catch. No. I do remember the last thing I heard about them, and this is a while ago. I think this was when Obamacare was the whole Obamacare fiasco was going on uh-huh. because there was they were talking about 
excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. how they don't have health insurance. And they're like this successful band, yeah. you know, but they don't have health insurance. So that was like the last I heard from them. That would have been yeah. in like 2010, I follow 2011. the lead singer on Instagram and he's extremely active. He's very funny. So. Isn't he older too? Like they're older yeah, guys. they're older. They're like in their yeah, late 40s. Older. But Grizzly Bears for sure one of my top favorite bands of all times. And I mean I wish they'd put out more stuff. I don't know what they're doing. but What is it with the, the bands that are named after bears and wolves and like all these animal names? Do you, what is the trend with that? Mean? And now I'm watching. I'm not going to be able to think of any. But Grizzly Bear was like the 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 one that the really obvious one. But then there's there was like Wolf Eyes and and uh, Wolf Mother. Wolf Mother. I remember Wolf Mother. And there there were a bunch of other bear bands though, like like Bear <laughs> Tooth, Bear Tooth. They're a metal band. Okay. And it was just this like trend that I noticed. It was late 2000s, early 2010s. Mm-hmm. This explosion of bands named after not just animals, but specifically like mm-hmm. bears and wolves. I don't know what that was about. I thought maybe you'd, no. you'd, you'd have heard something about no, that. For the, I uh, actually never questioned why they named their band Grizzly Bear. I just accepted it. Um, I do remember I found Grizzly Bear listening to – I was watching Adult Swim and they have those bumps, you know. Yeah. And maybe I had Shazam or they put the name. But I found Grizzly Bear from one of the bumps on Adult Swim. They became one of my favorite bands. Huh. Yeah. Very random. So some the the stories where you first hear about uh you first hear about your favorite band is like such great stories. The Black mm-hmm. Keys for me. Mm-hmm. Uh I heard about them because uh, I was in a uh, Godzilla fan film and I've had those guys on a couple times now. Mm-hmm. Uh but they played the Black Keys. That was the Desperate Man uh from Rubber Factory, which is my favorite album by them. Uh, that was kind of my character's like theme music, mm-hmm. and so they played it for me. And at the time, I'd never heard anything about them, and it was this really dusty, really garagey, you know, sounded like it was recorded on twenty dollar equipment That's type awesome. stuff. And yeah. like I thought they were black when I because of the black keys. Like I and then I saw there were a couple of white guys from Akron, you know. <laughs> but yeah, great fucking great fucking sound. So it's I could go on and on about that. I have. Do you have like your favorite bands like listed out? I have my top no. twenty five bands listed. And I can recite them. Like you, really? you, you've never gone through. I don't think I'm that organized. No, it, and it changes constantly. I mean, Grizzly Bear is definitely one of them. Um, Radiohead for sure. Uh, I like so much. It changes all the time. I can't really list all of them. So it fluctuates too much. I, yeah, I'm pretty much set in my ways. Like I know what I like, and then I have some orbiting bands. You know, like some stuff that uh, that. Uh, Comes well, and goes, but nothing. The yeah. top twenty-five stays permanent. That's never changed since I was like. I used to be a huge 25. Our Lady Peace fan. Oh and I man! Think, like their last album or so. I'm like, you guys are getting old. Like, yeah, they should have hung it up like when the yeah, '90s ended. Exactly. They were fucking amazing. They in the were, 90s. and I've seen them quite a few times. And their lead their lead singer came out with a solo album, and I even saw that too. He mm. played at the. What's that venue above the shelter? St. Andrews? Yes. Yeah, I saw Andrews, him at St. Yeah. Andrews in high school. Yeah. Rain Maida, I think is yeah. his name. Yeah. yeah, that's his name. Yeah, I saw him too. But like they used to be one of my favorites, but you're right. They needed to hang it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Blink-182. That show I saw when I was 13 was awesome. That was a very memorable show. Um, but yeah, it just changes all the time. So. What do you got coming up in the future? What's your what? We, besides, life is beautiful. I guess. Like, what's what are you gonna do when you go back home? Just get back to working constantly. Yeah, it's really lame. Oh, <laughs> um, my birthday's in August. Uh, my friend's got a pool, and he's gonna let me borrow his house so I can have a party there. Oh, nice. Pretty stoked about that. Um, and then after life is beautiful, that same friend is getting married in April, and they want to have their wedding in Hawaii. So I think I'm gonna go to Hawaii next year. Where in Hawaii? I I haven't gotten the invitation yet. I literally found out Saturday. Wow! Yeah, well, that'll be that'll be something. To yeah, look he was to. Uh, talking about having like uh, his wedding at a venue in Phoenix and like had all these ideas. And uh, he's a client of mine now, and he was on in on Saturday, and he was like, "We're gonna get married in Hawaii. Like, would you want to go?" And I was like, "Actually, that'd be a great vacation." Yeah, he's like, "That sounds like what all my friends are saying." And my really good friend Kelly, I lived with her for three years. I love her so much, but I met Scott through Kelly, um, and Kelly's going to go. And I'm like, well, can I, like, stay with you, like, if you're going to find an Airbnb or hotel? She's like, absolutely. So I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Nice. Well, I hope the yeah. flight uh, is tolerable out there. That Once you get through the know. flight, then you're good to go. I know. Though. That's what I was talking about with the whole ocean thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, i got to fly over the ocean. But it'll be worth it. Yeah. 
Well, Robin, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. We're at, we're at the top of the hour again, so we uh, we got to wrap this up. But All right. but uh, it went by quick, didn't it? Yes, and, it did. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, no, you, you you assimilated quite easily. It went just about the way I thought it would. So cool. very good. But thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, we'll uh, maybe we'll have you on again sometime. You can call in. We'll do the Skype thing. We'll Perfect. try. We'll try that. I love it. All right. Okay. Well, I will be back next week. I have another fellow podcast Detroit. Uh, show coming on. Uh, it's going to be Michael from the Detroit Local. Um, I met Michael back in May when uh, Andrew Yang came on his show and I ran the board. So that'll be that'll be interesting. We'll talk about many sorts of things uh, Detroit related. So uh, I will be back, be back next Wednesday. Everybody have a great fourth. This has been American Winer on podcastdetroit.com.